The Secrets of Disney is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Ladies and gentlemen. What's there, Mama? 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. How do you do? How do you do what? Show me the smile. If you can't say something nice... Don't say nothing at all. Very nice. You can sit by me. Everything's so wonderful. Come on, get up. Come on, get up. Where are we going? Up to Neverland. You must kiss me. Excuse me? Please, princess. One kiss. Unless you beg for more. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of The Secrets of Disney a podcast all about Disney things and and maybe not so many Disney things. But this is Deborah talking to you and joining me today is my co-hostess, Sherry. Hello. And we are going to talk about uh, the new Star Wars um, hotel coming up in a couple of years, probably. But um, yay. yay. <laughs> yeah. But there. There's a an article that came out, and I kind of want to talk about money because there's a little, uh, you know, would you pay this much money for this experience? And so one of the things that we'll start with is talking about what the experience is. So first and foremost, Disneyland and Walt Disney World in Florida have opened up and is opening currently opening up a, a new Star Wars land, if you would. It's called Galaxy's Edge. And uh, it takes place on the um, planet of Bantu or the city of Bantu. I don't know if it's a planet or a city. I have no idea. I think it's a planet, but, you know, my kids would know better than I do. Do you? Okay. And this is it's shameful. And I think I had the same comment with the Marvel. I'm super out of touch with a lot of things right now. And um, I assume this is all based off of the new Star Wars movies, you know, with the the next generation stuff that I might not have watched all of those. Like I just watched Solo the other day. So um, I don't know much about Bantu. Um, you know, my my confession here. Um, I know Zilch. I know Zilch. I Where didn't even know. I, I read the articles about Star Wars, like as in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge mm -hmm. uh, at Disney World. But I don't understand the, the words they use. Right. Bantu. That was the first I'd heard of it. And I thought, oh, that's kind of a neat name maybe i should ask my kids about it which i apparently haven't done yet yeah well hey you know um but we're we're gonna go see this new land in a couple weeks and we're super excited but um i know that they the the gist of this as you're roaming around this outpost town there's shops and merchants and and um you know places to eat so it's you know and they have and they speak their own language and it's written things are written in, in bantanese or whatever the language it is um you know signs and all that and um so it's a very immersive experience and then of course roaming around this outpost are you know is the um you know uh, uh what's the bad guy oh gosh i'm not i keep saying darth vader and it's not darth vader it's um Oh, I uh, oh. the guy with the green mask. Not green mask. Um, he has really dark Ky Kylo Ren. 
Oh, Kylo Ren. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the new guys. He's no, and so you'll see stormtroopers roaming around. You'll see, you know, and they'll stop and ask you where the rebel scum is. And the, the thing is, is you take the you're you're part of the resistance against this. So you know you, the townsfolks, if you will, the merchants treat you as if you're part of this resistance too. So they'll they'll um you know they'll try to um covertly talk about it with you in a sense like they, they'll if you ask where the lightsaber because there's a lightsaber studio where you can build your own lightsaber if you ask a, a cast member hey where's the lightsaber studio they'll be like oh the pieces of um machinery places over there you know because they can't say lightsaber or else they're gonna blow their cover as you know resistance fighters anyway it's a, it's a, it's a one of those good versus evil kind of things, and you're on the side of good in this case. I hope. Well, maybe, maybe you're I not. Can't I can't wait to experience that. <laughs> but, I cannot wait to experience that. And you'll, as you walk through, maybe we should take walkie talkies uh -huh. and like when they talk to us like that, we pretend to talk in our walkie talkie and go, "I found one. I found a ripple." <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that would be fun because you know that what makes this land different than all of the Walt Disney World lands or even the old Star Wars attraction is before you stood in line to see like any of the Star Wars characters or any characters you stand in line right you, you, you like everybody else to get their autograph yep whereas this is their free roaming across the Chewbacca's free roaming out there um across this um land and they're not necessarily pausing to sign autographs or they're on a mission so you're you know whether or not you're participating in that mission you know you might not even know what they're talking about it's like oh uh, okay but they're they're like free roaming but you can character. stalk them right you can stalk them and find out where they're going and stalk them some more right and, and then, try. and then the the, yeah. the the big thing is that the right now the big ride is there's the Millennium Falcon that's in there, um, and you get to go through the ship to get to um, a ride called Smuggler's Run where you're hired to smuggle cargo, illicit cargo to Bantu, and you're you're getting paid to do that in the Millennium Falcon, and um, you know that's that's the big ride. And uh, so they've developed this huge theme park land um, to compete with Harry Potter, basically, to compete with um, Universal Studios' um, Hogwarts and Diagon Alley, which is, you know, I just read something and I, I it's a secret to Disney. You're not supposed to be talking about Universal. Um, <laughs> apparently, Universal Studios was named, again, um, one of the best theme parks in the world. So, uh, and I'm like, oh, no. Anyway, maybe one of though. What was the number one? I think it was number one. Like Islands of Adventure oh. was number one, and I'm like, huh. I haven't been to Islands of Adventure in ten years. I'm going in November, so I guess I'll find out if I like it better di than Disney. But I don't think I will. I'll be honest. Um, I'm a little jaded towards Disney, I guess, or a little bias. Bias. I'm jaded towards Universal. There we go. Um. Anyway, so um. Anyway, to the the long story is is that this is like phase one of the big Star Wars um, Enterprise stuff that they're opening at Walt Disney World in Florida. You know, they're going to have another ride coming in a few months called Rise of the Resistance, and then they're going to in a year or and two. And that one is oh, go oh ahead. sorry, so, go ahead. No, I was going to say in a year or two they're going to be opening up an immersive hotel. But yes, go, what were you going to say? Well, so Rise of the Resistance is supposed to be 
the new, I guess, flagship ride. Uh, as much as Millennium Falcon sounds cool, uh, as far as we've been able to read, the Rise of the Resistance is supposed to be very, very cutting edge. Uh, if you've ever been to Disney, the Soren ride uh, was new and uh, amazing. And the technology, uh, which is patented, I believe, by Disney, uh, was just out of this world, you know, brand, brand new creative. And so Rise of the Resistance is supposed to be like that, too. Uh, so up until now, people are like, ah, Millennium Falcon is okay. But I think that Disney is hoping that Rise of the Resistance is going to be what really sets the Star Wars Galaxy Edge apart from the other parks. Right. Well, and, and apparently what they Rise of the Resistance has actually been pretty close to ready this entire time. But they were afraid of opening two major attractions in, and a land at the same time and what that would do for attendance and what that would do for um, you know, wait times in the park and what would happen to the other parks. And so there was a, like, let's just stagger that. Well, we're going to stagger. Actually, there's staggered three rides in Disney Hollywood Studios in Florida because of this theory that they had. So they were going to open these three rides in phases. And the third one has nothing to do with Star Wars. It's um, it's the revamp of Mickey's crazy trolley ride or whatever, mm-hmm. um, which used to be um, the great movie ride. But anyway, but it's nobody really knows I, about I'm that one I'm looking forward to that one, too. They pushed that back now to May because they didn't want to open what? that. I know. <laughs> they didn't want to open that at the same time as Rise of the Resistance or as um, Galaxy's Edge because they were like, what? oh, then start, you know, then studios was going to be overrun and they couldn't handle the crowds. And I don't think that would be the case, but, you know, whatever. Um, uh, I think that if they opened it all in September, they wouldn't have to worry about it. I mean, regardless, once they're all open, everybody's going to want to see them all. Right. I mean, a lot of people probably pushed off their vacation because they're like, why go this year when yeah, it's, it's a- not done? And then next year... They'll be both open, at least the Star Wars ones. So we'll just wait a year to go. Well, that and okay, we're we're gonna have a real conversation because you know y'all are saying Disney is expensive, and even Bob Iger was quoted as saying Disney is expensive. Now we know that. Um, he just said it like a week or two ago. Um, because they were talking about the in California at Disneyland, the attendance for um galaxy's edge and for disney in general was way down and that um walt Disney, my stocks my poor stocks took a hit in the third quarter so you know they didn't make their third quarter third quarter earnings for the company and so there was a little backlash with are the prices too expensive now at disney with their new pricing system um and and to and i think we mentioned it in another um another podcast where we talked about how they stagger prices based on the time of year that you go and the projection of, of who can, who, how many people they think are going to be there. Like holidays are the most expensive, whereas September is going to be the least crowded, right? September and January, because people are going back to school, back to work. We should say June and July are going <sighs> to be the least crowded so that everybody goes then. And then when we go in September, 
it's empty. Well, it's always going to be. That's what we should do. But it's, <laughs> yeah, but it's always going to be, quote unquote, empty in September. And that's because I know so many people who will not take their kids out of school. Yes. To go no, on vacation. That is true. That's so true. I don't think that mentality will ever change. It's like, oh, my kids can't miss school. Yes. So I think especially we're saying, the beginning of school. Right. Right. The first two weeks of school. No, yeah. And the last two weeks of school. Nobody's really wanting to take their kids out at that time. I will take my kids out the last week of school. Yeah. Well, maybe not now. As my older son is in uh, getting into the higher levels, they have finals and stuff. So that. But when they're in elementary school, taking them out that last week is not really a problem to me. They just fuss around and play and stuff. Play, <laughs> sign yearbooks. Sign yearbooks. It's like, I'm paying tuition for you to do what? <laughs> oh, I guess we should mention um, Sherry's kids don't go to public school in Hawaii. Oh, yes. I, that's a, uh, but, but anyway, um, that's, a, yeah. that's a personal detail. It's we a, go into that. Well, <laughs> I you know, if, if we lived in a different state, I would have absolutely no problem. But if you look up the statistics for the Hawaii public schools, no offense, and they're all varied. And I truly believe it depends on the kid, on how well they do and the parent involvement. But the public school system here is really bad. Yeah. Uh, we have friends who moved here from the from the mainland, the continental United States, who got backlash from their families on the mainland for sending their kids to private school here. And they were saying that they were trying to explain to their own families on the mainland, the continental United States, like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> Our <laughs> private schools in Hawaii are only as good as the public schools on the, the mainland. Yeah. It's really sad. No offense to the DOE here. Yeah. And it's, uh, they're doing their best. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's a different uh, mentality and, and every state has their problems. And I, I'm yes. going to brag and say Nebraska is usually at the top. With our public school. Maybe we should move to Nebraska. <laughs> Your kids would be bored, but they would be fine. Yes. They'd be very well educated. <laughs> my my younger <laughs> one would be the one going out into the fields, trying to set fires in the dry whateverness. Oh. And I, that would be bad. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is, is like, um, there's a saying, uh, whenever, like, I have a cousin who lives out in California, and he says, whenever he sees, like, youth getting into trouble, he says, uh, oh, I guess they didn't spend enough time on a tractor. And, <laughs> and so that's kind of like, oh, yeah. In the summer, you know, kids kids work around here, um, whether it's yeah, it's just the mentality. But anyway. So back, maybe I should send them there just so that they can go to work. That'd be awesome, too. We'll put them out detasseling. If you don't know what detasseling is, you get up at five in the morning and you go out and sit in a cornfield and pull the tassels off of corn in the, in the middle of the summer. It's hot and it's early and by three o'clock you're ready for bed you're uh, crying <laughs> yeah you're you're covered in mud you're and dirt and pollen <laughs> and you know it, it's it's misery but it's money and it's and it's it's a nebraska experience anyway let's get back to walt disney world disney, the walt disney yes, world experience yes. which um and we were talking about the money there which is um so the crowds haven't been as big as they were expecting at Disneyland. Walt Disney World has not opened their land officially to the public. That's as as we're recording this, by the way. Um, that's actually coming in a few weeks, a week, actually, um, from the time we're recording this. Um, and so we don't know yet what the crowds are going to be like at um, Walt Disney World. I assume they're actually not going to be very big either. 
I hope so. I am praying. But they're op- they have all those new types of tickets now. Right. Uh, the one, the midday ticket where I, I don't know how long this is going to be on sale for, for anyone planning on going to Disney World. But I think until the end of this year, they're having a midday ticket where you can buy a discounted ticket if you plan on going to the parks after 12. noon, I think. Yep. Yeah. yeah, 12 noon. So if you want to sleep in and avoid the mat dash to get to the parks that and stay late, I think it would be worth it, to be honest. Um, yeah, I agree. I would totally do that. For a discounted ticket, you bet. I'd go find... There's so much to do for free before you get to the parks. That, and, you know, and it takes so long to get to the parks in the morning that, you know, it would be fine just to kind of mosey on over, I guess. Um, I mean, spend your morning at Disney Springs or... Exactly. St- spend your morning checking out hotels because that is those are almost like parks themselves like mini parks right i actually each of them has amazing things to do for their guests right for free like for example i was just watching a video and i already knew this because i've done it several times like port orleans has a, a a boat ride that goes from disney springs to port orleans and back and it is the cutest little boat ride because they, they, it's like a, they give you a little swamp tour or what they would call swamp tour. To me, it's not a swamp, but it's, it's like that old Southern Bayou draw and it's, it's really cute and it's free, by the way. And then you go over nice. there and yeah. I didn't know that. And I've stayed at Port Orleans multiple times. Maybe. I'm going to have to do that. You might actually have to join me at Disney Springs and we could take the boat over to Port Orleans. We'll talk about that later. Um, yes okay okay so galaxy hotel <laughs> yes. hotel which is not actually done yet um it's going to be a couple more years uh but just to let everybody know they are going to build this hotel or they are in the process of building ho- this hotel right next to star wars galaxy's edge at uh disney's hollywood studios at walt disney world uh my guess is that you will be able to wake up roll out of bed, walk out of your hotel room and directly into the park. Of course, after going through screening and security and all that jazz uh, and showing them your park ticket. Well, here's what I took out of because we're talking about a blog and a kind of a overview of what they think it's going to be. It's going to be like a cruise, like you're stuck there for three to four yes. days um, and you're going to get a costume so that you can be dressed like a person who was aboard the ship it's a ship you're so you're you're in cabins like a cruise and um and there'll be activities and um things with inside the hotel and a dinner show apparently and and then i think what they're going to do is like do you want to do an excursion to bantu (laughs) and then they'll let you go into the park but i don't know if they're gonna really i don't know how they're gonna if they're gonna let you go into the park and then go hey i'm gonna go out of my little world into you know the magic kingdom or if that's gonna be part of their like oh take an exquisite you know exotic trip to the magic kingdom as part of an excursion you know, if they're going to sell it that way. I don't know how it's going to work, but all I know is... I don't know that they can stop you. I mean, why would they stop you 
from going to the other parks to spend your money. Right. That does not seem Disney. And, and can- that actually <laughs> seems anti-Disney. We are going to lock you up in this hotel because it's immersive and not let you pretend to go to someplace else. That's crazy. <laughs> They're not going to do that. They're going to be like, go, 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 go spend, spend your money. money. <laughs> spend more of it. Yes, exactly. Um. But I guess the whole ship is not going to have windows out, from what I can hear, windows out to civilization, that it'll be like a monitored space experience. So your windows will be like, uh, not projected, uh, LCD kind of space scenes, um, is what I have seen in the concept art and in the um, the, uh, descriptions, is that it's going to be entirely immersive into space yes. and and the, but sherry tell them how much they're they're suggesting this is this little two to three day excursion is going to cost so you have uh from what, what we've gathered and we haven't actually done it and unless i win the lottery i probably will never do this or maybe when they're like it's like 30 years old 50 years old and potentially run down oh, maybe that's more like 200 years old um but um, it says that the guess is that you have to stay. You're going to have to stay for two nights and three days for this experience. Um, so you can't like just go for one night to just experience it and get out uh, due to the cost. Uh, and the cost for a two night and three day stay is going to start at about three thousand three hundred dollars per person <laughs> that includes your food and entertainment by the way folks but still three thousand three hundred per person <laughs> you know but it, yeah it includes like the cruises it's supposed to include a meal or two it's supposed to include uh i think whatever i said like maybe costumes i sure hope for this price they're gonna include a lightsaber build uh which i believe is a hundred dollars if you just buy it separately um i mean it is supposed to be an all-inclusive package that makes you feel like you are part of the star wars world right i sure hope it comes if they say you can take home the towels too because you know usually they charge for that and for this price it would be nice if they said, sure, you could take the towels home without us charging you. And the shampoo. And, and your little costume. And your costume that you're and you, wearing. And your costume. And your costume. Uh, they say that the cabins can sleep up to five people, or as they're calling it, passengers. Uh, so... Uh, I know that a lot of times uh, we have a lot of friends who have uh, three children. And a lot of hotels make them buy two rooms. Uh, this, with their five passenger rooms, you can get your whole family into that one room, which would be actually really nice. Right. Um, because it's part of that. Now, of course, you are paying $3,300 for every person. Uh, I'm not sure. We're not sure yet if there's a difference with age. Right. So. Sometimes, you know, for kids who are two and younger, they don't charge. Well, and, um, and most cruise lines and Disney differentiate between children and um, 
adults by saying three to three to nine is a child. So wh- whether they'll get discounted prices for children is to w- we'll see. We'll see. But don't hold your breath that they'll say, oh, yeah, they're free. Right. No, none of that. And this is Disney. Let's be realistic. As much as we love Disney, that's just how it is. Well, that and I this from what I've heard, this is going to be actually a very small hotel. So it's going to be very limited. Um, yes. And I imagine there's a lot of people out there who would be willing to pay for that experience. A lot of Star Wars fans. Yes. Um, they, I, I really, really do. There are a lot, a lot of Star Wars fans, including my children. Right. So when my younger one invents something brilliant and makes his billions of dollars, I will have to convince him to take me to this. You'll have to be a first class passenger and stay in the $15,000 a night. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, Come but, on, child. I, I gave birth to you. You can at least do this for mommy. You know, but the funny thing is, is I am not actually a Star Wars fan. Oh, yeah. I organize all this stuff for my kids. Like, all the different Star Wars movies, I organize for our friends to get together and have dinner, and we all go to Star Wars movie. So everybody thought I was a Star Wars fan because I was organizing all this stuff. But the reality is, is that's just love because I do it for my children and my husband. Right. You sacrifice for them. And and because, you know, it it makes you happy that they're happy and that they're happy. And you will suffer through um, this whole like what what language are you talking what are you saying? Who is this? That's right. Um, for love and for, for you love. know, for familiar love, for love of family and love of child. I totally get it. Right? Right. We sacrifice for our children and we hope that when they get older and make their billions of dollars inventing cool things, that they will remember our sacrifice and our love for them. Well, and that they'll, well, that, and they'll, their, their children, they will sacrifice, you know, for them and, and love of them. And that you taught your children that lesson of sacrificial love. Sacrifice. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. But in any case, the Star Wars Hotel. (laughs) Well, and and so, so I wanted to, in the last couple minutes of our podcast, um, kind of, we're going to talk, we've been talking a little bit about money and um, I, I gave Sherry an update today because I was curious myself, you know, I, in the last podcast, a couple of podcasts ago, I think I talked about all the ways I was scamming to save money so that we could go to Disney. And I was kind of impressed with how much I've made off of these scams <laughs> and I won't call them scams. They're not scams. They're legitimate ways to make money. But um, I made quite a bit of money on the side uh, delivering groceries. I'll be honest. Um, enough to pay for a trip to Disney, to be honest, like $3,000 at this point over the summer. And yay, yay I know. Woot, woot, woot. But, so, and I can't say that it's all gone to Disney because, you know, um, when you're delivering groceries, some of it goes back into, um, you know, car maintenance and gas and, and stuff like that. And, um, food, because, you know, that's just... You know, you can't. What? You're not nibbling off of all that food that you're delivering? <laughs> just take a funny? snip here and a snip there. No, I'm just kidding. Don't <laughs> do that, people. Like, why is there a bite in this ice cream sandwich? <laughs> Don't know. Came that way. Bye. <laughs> um, no, I would never do that. But then I have um, 
I was telling Sherry about the like um, the Ibotta, the Shopkick, and the Job Spotter apps and the uh, reward apps, and off of those, um, actually, and then there was my points off of those five rewards, and I haven't been doing this. You know, it's it's basically been a thum- summer thing. Like I started this like in June or May. I've made a thousand dollars in like gift cards and credit in that. Congratulations. Right. I like the job spotter. For those of you who are like, what's the job spotter? The job spotter app was from indeed.com where you go around and you take pictures of help wanted ads and and windows and the business that those are in. And it's kind of annoying, but they pay you, (laughs) they pay you, you know, depending on how good the job is, like how, you know, if it's a uncommon job, they pay you more. So like sit down, like legitimate, like we're looking for servers jobs, pay you more in a sense that they give you more money for that particular ad than like Arby's. Arby's, they'll sometimes be like five cents. You get five cents. But because it's in every Arby's window. But I, they're like, for example, there's an Indian place that's downtown here in Lincoln that I really like. That's kind of more upper class Indian. And um, I, they had a help wanted sign and that netted me a dollar six. And I'm like, woohoo. And so nice. I just um, cashed in $50 towards Amazon off that app alone. And I think I made like 80 something dollars overall this summer just doing that. And it cost me nothing other than my time. And, and it's, it doesn't seem like that much time. You're already walking around. Right. You just happen to see the sign and you take a picture of it. Well, and if I'm. And send it in. Right. When I'm delivering groceries and I have like a little bit of time between orders or I'm in a neighborhood that I don't normally go into, it's like, oh, hey, there, let me pull over and take a picture of this. Um, so I've done that several times and uh, it's it's paid, you know, $80. Hey, you know what we're using that for? I'm going to have um, groceries delivered to our room in a month from Amazon Prime and I'm kind of stoked about that. And then uh, uh, and you know talking about saving money that is one way to save money for a Disney trip. Right. So you go ahead. you buy things from Amazon who will deliver directly to your hotel and they'll bring it to your room. Uh certain smaller groceries and most of the rooms I believe ha- have a mini refrigerator. Yep. And and so we're deciding instead of going to a sit down breakfast place we're getting um those packet muffins that you put a little water and you nuke it for a minute and you get a muffin or you know like a you know cakey kind of thing we're gonna do that and that's like a dollar or less a packet and that's kind of on the expensive side it's probably 70 cents a, a packet maybe 50 depending on what brand um and then i'm bringing my own nespresso maker to the room because i'm like that because you know, that's going to be okay. My Nespresso pod will be maybe 50 cents that I bought it, you know, at Walmart, maybe a dollar. But it, you know, if I go buy a wa, you know, a, a, a cup of coffee, Starbucks coffee, well, Starbucks is the same no matter where you go, it's the same price at Disney as it is outside of Disney, which is a right. Comfort. But if you go to a Starbucks and you buy a three dollars cup of coffee, oh, you know, this Nespresso just... is 50 cents that. <laughs> Just makes sense. It's well, not in a sense. It's just coffee. It's not a frou frou drink. I like the frou frou drinks. You know, I like the five dollars. <laughs> so five dollars, five dollars. Um, and then, then I also know Disney's hyped up recently, and a lot of theme parks do this. Their bottled water, which I hate anyway, because it's Dasani, and I hate Dasani for different reasons. Um, it's like close to five dollars a bottle for water there, and so I'm right. going to ship 
you know, my 24 bottles of water from Amazon Prime to the resort and just take a bottle of water with me every day. That's my... I on I was going to go with Deborah on that, but I happened across on Amazon water bottle, water bottles, sorry, uh, that have filters in them. So like even Brita, mm-hmm. there's a Brita water bottle that's a portable carry water bottle that you just fill with water and then it has a straw and when you suck the water out, it has a filter. And according to the people online, I guess I can tell everybody after our trip uh, whether or not it actually works. But according to most people online, it actually gets rid of the yucky flavor taste. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's in the water. So I decided to go that route instead, put a one-time fee. I think it was like $25 for the water bottle, which isn't really that much considering how many water bottles uh, I'd have to buy if I bought them at Disney. Right. And and you can also get free water at um, fast food locations. They'll give it to you. It's you just ask. Them. Oh, yes. But and, and it's cold, too, I believe. Yeah. They have like water jugs and stuff that have cold water that you can get for free. Or there's the water fountains, fountains too. Right. And, which but, you know, this, this will save us money, I hope, at least in, in a sense. We're talking saving me close to five to ten dollars a day. Or, yes. or avoiding paying five to ten dollars a day for unnecessary, you know, five dollar muffin from you know whatever bakery, and a you know, and a five dollar coffee on top of that. So um, that's a way to save money. Is you don't have to eat all your meals. In fact, you can even take a sandwich with you to to Walt, you know, into the parks. Nobody's going to say anything. Yes. Nobody, you know, I know. Like I said, everybody does it. I like I said before. <laughs> um, I've actually seen a family who were were Indian. Um, bring like a curry pot of chicken curry in and paper plates and <laughs> and sit on a corner on the sidewalk and had chicken curry and I was like wow that looks and what smells really heck? good <laughs> so, that is awesome yeah right and um I've done the sandwich thing we've gone and bought loaves of sandwich and cold cuts and cheese and stuff mm-hmm. and we've made our own sandwiches every day but I have never thought to bring in whatever crock pot or hot pot or whatever. <laughs> of rice and chicken With curry. curry. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> and yeah, I thought, like, I remember that very, very distinctly. Like, wow, I think I've seen everything now. And <laughs> and uh, so people will be creative as long as you're not bringing in, like, contraband. Like, um, you can't bring in knives or anything to cut things with. And you can't bring in glass containers you know, or, or anything that could be dangerous, um, to, and alcohol, obviously you won't be able to bring that, but everything else is like, Hey, if you can bring a Tupperware full of like filet mignon, more power to you, you know, if it's going to save you from buying a $50 filet mignon in the, in the, uh, in the park. Is that it? Only 50? I don't know. It's probably 75. 75. (laughs) (laughs) But, but we should clarify or add to that Disney has changed their rules a little bit. So for a time span, people were bringing in wagons. Oh, yeah. So I'm imagining that this family had a wagon uh, that they had put all their stuff in and they rolled in and took with them, you know, and you can put it in like stroller parking when you're going on the rides. Right. Uh, and so it wasn't totally horrible to bring this stuff in because they didn't actually have to carry it. Right. Disney has stopped allowing people to bring in uh, wagons. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, and, and so, rolling coolers by the way you can't bring in coolers on that are on wheels so you can't be like hefting your cooler full of <laughs> sort of pop through the park because people don't Archie. they don't they just drop it at any corner and then leave it there and then leave it it's in the trip. way so yeah but. so so it's probably it's become much more inconvenient for people to bring in their crock pots <laughs> or even tupperware well but you can get a, you can get a locker and, and drop that stuff in the locker and make the whole locker room smell like you know chicken curry and make everyone else jealous when you pull it out <laughs> why does, my, why does my jacket smell like, like chicken curry, curry? <laughs> But no, you could do that too. Uh, so, you know, there are possibilities of getting, you know, around this. But in any case, in any we case, just wanted yeah. to put that out there. Well, and I wanted to tell you that there are ways, creative ways to save money to um, and to do extra things that can save you money before you go, that can plan. Like I talked about the Shopkick app where I work towards... Um, buying things that went towards a guest certificate for Disney. I have redeemed $150 worth of Disney's gift certificates. I know. And that's, you know, that, um, I, one of the things that I was like, I can, if I buy, I needed, and this is maybe too, too much information. I needed new underwear. (laughs) <laughs> and they have like you know they'll do this like buy this pack of you know fruit of the loom and you know you get a thousand points and i'm like Woo-hoo, i need new underwear and i got a thousand points out of that so um you know stuff like that that's awesome yeah so i feel like it's a win-win um but uh, yeah 900 dollars towards gift certificates and cash incentives um for just going shopping and buying things that i would probably have bought anyway um i feel like it's been worth it uh, maybe yeah. not worth it for everybody, sure. but um, for those of for some for, for some for those works. and maybe I read it, I, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, hello. I, I I read an article about another woman who did exactly what you're doing. Um, you only started it this summer, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, she I don't know exactly how long she took. Let's just say a year, but it was definitely longer than you. And she had saved enough to take her family of four to Disney. And the whatever she earned from this paid for it, so yeah, it's possible, definitely possible. Well, and if you're saying I don't have time for that, that sounds too complicated. Here's something that's not complicated. Maybe you have an extra ten to fifteen to twenty twenty five dollars left over at the end of your shopping trip. That's like kind of fun money, or you know, or you maybe you got a really good deal on soup and you have extra money left over from your budget. Take it to like Target or Sam's Club or Walmart and cash it in for a Disney gift certificate and just start saving Disney gift certificates. And then you can't spend it on anything else but Disney. So you're not going to spend it. You're just going to have it (laughs) until you you, and you can pay for everything at Disney with, you know, rooms, tickets, food. You can. Yeah, it's anything, you know, and some of these places have really good coupons. Uh, this one guy, he did a talk on couponing, mm-hmm. and I remember it was with Target, which is why it came into my mind. And he was he this one particular coupon was for women's bras, and this is a guy now who was like he's just a couponer, and he figured out that he had to buy one bra at a time, so he would go into Target buy the bra and 
get this like huge discount. And I'm not exactly sure. I can't remember what the deal was. But with that deal, he ended up like actually earning money if he like bought and bought the certain bra and then like went and cashed in something. And then after he did that, he returned oh, all no. the bras. Well, that's not very honest. <laughs> no, but, but you know what? The, the couponing was a game to him. Right. The reason he was saying, I mean, how many men do you really know would even be willing to go into a store to buy a bra? Right. Much less like, I don't even know how many bras he bought, like 20 or 30 bras. But this... And he had to do that almost individually. That's true. But in the end, after he did all this stuff, he said he made like $3 a bra or something like that. Wow. So you just have to be, or anybody just has to be open and aware and read all the fine prints. Right. Well, and, and you, there are creative ways of making money. Well, and I see all of the stuff that I do as a game too. Like it's a, it? It, like the Ibotta app. That's a game to me. Like I know how to work that app now to make to maximize my my money earned off of that. So it's it is like coup, extreme couponing meets this rebate system, and it's just yeah. you know, it, and it's online. But you it's have to be online. patient, and you have to be kind yeah. of a you have to hustle. You like this guy going out and buying a bra at a time. You have to be patient <laughs> like that. But anyway, we we're gonna stop right there. Um, yes. and and talk about. Uh, more Star Wars stuff coming up because um, coming up in the future episodes, we're going to be talking about Halloween at Disney, which is kind yes. of, it's actually Halloween right now, even though I'm technically, I know I'm not really supposed to tell you when we're recording these because it dates the show, but it's August and they just started Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween parties in August. And so we're in a Halloween kind of mood. And so we're going to talk about what that's like and how Disney does it. So it's not so scary. And versus the blood and gory stuff that Universal does. Um, but, you know. Uh, that will wait. It'll have to wait till next episode. It will have to wait until next episode. And then we'll we'll get into some more Star Wars stuff. Because by then we'll have visited um, the new Hopefully. Galaxy Edge. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, you've been listening to The Secrets of Disney on the StarQuest Production Network. To find links from this discussion. And to find previous episodes and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com backslash Disney. And you can email us at Disney at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com backslash StarQuest Media or at Twitter at um, sqpn. I'm Deborah Shaben, and um, joining me is Sherry Tamamoto. And thank you once again for joining us for The Secrets of Disney on StarQuest. Ta-ta for now.